Welcome to Double Amuna Tuesday. We have the opportunity to go ahead on our 84th Amuna class and get such a simcha joy from being able to continue this journey together, growing in Amuna, and especially on this Tuesday. If you hear a little bit of an echo, it's because we have Dr. Benjamin or Benjamin Klempner in the house. Hello to our Facebook live feed, is also on Instagram as well as please got our edited version, which will one day go live. Uh, we're wait, waiting on our wonderful uh, team to be back from the holiday, thank God. And we are now in the studio with amazing vessels all around me. Uh, we'll call them holy instruments of old, a gong, and I'm sure our guests will do a better introduction. It's going to be exciting to see the, the energy and the music and the sound. That's the focus of Healing Sound, and we're going to go into that together. Thank you for coming all the way from Tveria, Dr. Klempner, and we've posted his link below for you guys to reach out and have direct connection to him and benefit from his Healing Sounds. This is all with the recommendation of our good friend and guest many times, Yosef Daniel. Yes, mm -hmm. you know Yosef right. Daniel, yep. special soul who's also contributed many times to our class in person on Zoom and all these different ways, as well as sending uh, one of our other most attended guests, Dov Halperin, who was last week's guest. We're going to go into our double Amuna feedback um, Tuesday vibes, as well as Amuna class QA. We wish Rav Shalom Oish himself would be here in person. We're continuing to pray for Shalom, Rav Shalom Ben Yamna. And we are excited that we have a lot of good news potentially. Just We just need a, one more final confirmation from the team here. And please, God, we'll be going on a Muna tour to the US and to the UK. Finally, we had the, the hosting options, and we'll announce that a bit more later on in the class. Okay, so let's go into some feedback before we go into our special guest. And remind everyone we're dedicating these class to the full healing of the Rav, as well as Tila Rivka Bas Masha, Chana Bas Frida, Chana Liba Bas Simcha, and also the elevation of Gedalia's son, Yerachmadinel ben Gedalia, and we hope to be joining here, um, his father, uh, his holy father in the US when we come there and doing a class together, which will be announced at the right time. We're wishing everybody also a good week. A Siam to Menachemav to Elul days. We're all so close now. Elul Rosh Hashanah, can you believe it? Uma Rosh Hashanah. And healthy, energized summer days of Amuna, sharing Amuna Global All. This is our tagline. And we now go into the feedback. Thank you. Shalom, you wrote. Great, Tadaraba, Ari Lassa, be here now. He did a class, a uh, song called about being present. Be here cool, now. Cool. So that was a very nice song that we put up. We, and the Rav was smiling there. Someone wrote, groovy greatness, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you for this weekly content. Someone else wrote, it's really inspirational, that descriptive journey of the soul experiencing things for the first time is so beautiful. So I did like a whole class, and that was last week's Double Amuna class. Um, and it was about one of the second part of the class about the soul's journey, how what it feels like, say, for a bat tshuva, which you'll relate to someone who's coming from outside like myself did and experiencing their first Shabbos and how the soul. Yeah. And obviously we all had Shabbos growing up, but not like the full Shabbos. We didn't have yeah. Shmira Shabbos Kilchosa. We didn't have the full you know, experience of davening and Kabbalah Shabbos and the whole, all the jewels and treasures that Shabbos yeah. offers of sitting at a table without any, you know, malachas, without any distractions true completely connected into the energy and the what does the soul experience for those first moments the the joy the, the Ghanaian of Shabbos yeah. I'll never forget my yeah. first Shabbos experience. But, but, but what's interesting as I try to depict was based on a Purim spill that someone acted out what would the soul feel 
after imagine like try get into the experience of what the soul was experiencing those moments not just us on a conscious on level a cognitive level yeah actual and i never thought about that yeah. before it was it's a nice soul. it's the soul so that's yeah. what someone wrote back they really enjoy that descriptive journey of the soul experiencing things for the first time it was so beautiful thank you that was my previous week's class thank god you can join me everyone 3 30 in my house studio home studio and we'll be going ahead with the new light Got a few more, if you don't mind taking it. And you like a few more chapters. Thank God this is a special book and we'll keep that teaching going viral, please God. That's the kind of viruses we want and that reminds us we should all be saved from all those viruses, including those who promoted it. And another thing we want to give thank you for Dov Halperin's previous class. Someone wrote, great class, loved all the songs, especially the smile one. Thank you for the reminder. Yes, we all need to smile more. That's something I can work on big time. Let's smile a bit more. Muna's Our Future has been a big deal for not being able and available balance in the early economy in the United States right now. So it's true. Can I just interrupt yeah, you sure. for, for a moment? I just learned uh, sure. a few days ago about smiling. And smiling actually releases endorphins and dopamine and serotonin and all these great chemicals that we generally in our society don't have enough of. And smiling releases reduces blood pressure, slows the heartbeat, does, protects the, the, increases the, um, what's it called? The, the volume up. In, increases, increases yeah. our, um, our resistance to, to disease. Every, so much, just, just a smile. The best medicine is just an ear-to-ear -ear smile. Even if we're faking it, we got to fake it to make it. MS. So I'm really trying to work on it. And the Rav always says when, it's a shame he's not here, but you, he comes in and he says, Ellie, smile. It's one of the first things he always says to me. Um, he wants me to smile. The Tolna Rebbe also says a similar thing. The importance of joy, and that's one of the points that we're going to discuss in our next class as well. Muna is our future with living with joy. How can we go to Ella with joy? Because Ella, everyone gets a bit nervous, scared, the new year, Yom Adin. But really, it has to be a day of Simcha. So we have to get ourselves into the smile mindset. So thank you for that. Um, so that's what someone's saying with the challenges right now in the current world. That we need these kind of classes. Thank you very much. Rudy's clips are really powerful. Unity focus. Keep sharing and come again. Dear Rav Shiner Schlitter, Laser Shiner, we want to give a special thanks to him and also a, a message of comfort. The family, Rav, Rabbana Oresh, on behalf of Chutzel Chesed, Rabbonim, team staff, and many families and friends would like to honor your dear mother, righteous wife of Harav, Hagon, Ruven Shiner, Zatzal, Ben Rav Shmuel, Yom Tov, Zatzal, Moshe Nefesh for Torah, B'nai Torah, including all our trips to America have been a big part and, and the Uman experience. Contributors of kindness, so many worthy causes, sending love, thoughts of comfort, prayers to you and your family during this difficult time. Amen. Amen. Okay, so everyone, we should wish the Shiner family comfort and long life. Thank you, Hashem, for what you've given us. We're going to go to our guests, sincere soul and smiling energy. And not only that, we're actually going to hear from him a, a level of connection that we've never heard before in our Amuna class 84. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So let's go to our guest. And you please introduce yourself. Dr. Benjamin Klempner. And uh, what to say, I, I, I was born in Washington, D.C. And I was born in Washington, D.C. Grew up uh, for, at the age of four, moved to Teaneck, New Jersey. A lot of people in Teaneck, New Jersey keeping, keeping Shabbos. I was not one of them. My parents didn't, didn't, didn't tell us about Shabbos. I didn't know. And eventually, just sort of 
through a spiritual path, uh, my own, really my own spiritual path, wanted something real. And what I, what I was witnessing didn't appear to me as real. So I went to, I went to Montana to spend some time with the Blackfeet Indians. Wow. And when I got to Montana, the first thing I did, well, I, I signed up for a program that was building, um, building playgrounds at local schools uh, throughout the reservation, the, the, the Blackfeet Indian Reservation. And I knew that I needed a mentor, a spiritual guide. So I found somebody on the reservation, Buster Yellowkidney, John Buster Yellowkidney. He was a Korean war vet who, who for a career, uh, worked for the FBI. Every area, every district has, has, a, has a federal agent. So he was the federal agent in Glacier County. And I spent a lot of time with Buster learning about, learning about Chesed. It's interesting. This is Chutzel Chesed. <laughs> and and Buster, Buster, Buster was not Jewish. Buster was, he was just one of the, the Chesedim of the nations of the world. He really was. The righteous people of the world. He was one world, of the yeah. righteous people of the world. And his door was always open to people. People just came in. People he never saw before. Some people would come for five minutes and just check it out and leave. Some people would stay a few months and really get to know some of the Indian ways. And and that's what I was doing. I stayed I stayed essentially a couple of years. And Buster from the from the star and his son Don Tiny Man Yellow Kidney. And I could if we had time, I would tell you stories about why his name is Buster and why wow. Tiny Man's name is Tiny Man and, and just all these wonderful stories about the people on the res. What's our, our first thoughts would be correct? Like Buster was a big guy who busted people? Or? Oh, no, his name was Buster. He was tiny a big guy. Tiny Man was... He was a big guy. Literally tiny. He had, well, he had these huge, huge hands, huge yeah. fists, and he was trying to break in a horse. Uh, yeah. And the horse, it was uh, a young stallion, and it bucked and knocked him, knocked him off. Oh. And he went to the back of the horse, big hands just punched the horse in the rear, oh. and the horse dropped. Oh. And no one saw a man drop a horse like that before, oh. so oh. They, they, they nicknamed him Buster after that. Tiny Man was uh, a, a bit of a wild guy. I'm not going to get into. He, um, he 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 was he was he was he was a, a, a petite fellow, but very very tough, very tough. And so he he earned the name Tiny Man because no one no one on the res saw such a, a small person uh, be able to uh, so powerful. Well, one one of the things we mentioned before the class was the importance of tuning into real people, real, real people. connection. Real authentic content. So, so, so let's tiny go man. There. So yeah. tiny man. When I first met him, he said, "You gotta, you gotta go back to your people. You gotta go back to your people." Said that straight away. Yeah, straight away. Wow. He said, "He said there's three things you have to know." He said, "He said, know where you're coming from. You're coming from a family. Your mother and father are are, are your are your are your arms and your hands, your brothers wow. and your sisters, they're your legs and your feet. Wow. You can't go through life without family. You need family. Wow. Friends are good, but you need family. He said, uh, know 
who you are as a, as a person. And who you are as a person, first and foremost, is a Jew. He said he envies the Jewish people. He told me he envies the Jewish people because wherever we go in the world, there is a synagogue. And we have this beautiful reservation called the Land of Israel. And he really encouraged me, go back to your own, your own tribal leaders. He said, he said, I wish, I wish that, that I would know who our tribal leaders were 150 years ago. You know that King David was one of your tribal leaders, yeah. the greatest of all tribal leaders. And, and, and why are yeah. you wasting your time here with us when, when you, should be, you should be teaching us? You, yeah. you are a Jew. You are one of the, a, a light to the world. Yeah, being a Cohen, I'm a descendant from Aaron Cohen. From Aaron Cohen. You know, that's descendant from Levi, descendant of Yaakov, Yitzhak, Avram, and it's a clear lineage, lineage that's been protected and looked after and all the different places we've lived and exiled, they've always looked after those those facts that Kohenim, especially if you stayed within the Orthodox or United or whatever, wherever it was, you stayed within that realm, they they documented everything. They documented so, everything. So then you get the hands on the, on the well, after 120 on your gravestone and it would be all the way back like that. Wow. The Birkus Kohenim. So that's what Spock, he got it from us. Cause he, well, he was a Cohen also. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Leonard Cohen. Uh, uh, Leonard. Uh, Leonard. Not Cohen. He's uh, also a Cohen, but. Leonard. Nimroy. Nimroy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live long and prosper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that, that so, so eventually Tiny Man uh, pushed me, pushed me, pushed me. Uh, oh, and, and he said, and he, he also, he said that the third thing was, was to be, to be, he didn't say to be a mensch. He said to be a man. To take a stand, he said. Back in the in the olden days of the Blackfeet Indians, a young man would want to venture out on his own, and he would stay. He would stay uh, when the when the when the summer camp changed locations to the winter camp. A young man would stay put to hold his ground, and he said either one of three things would happen: either he would he would, well, one of two things would happen. He would, he would die of the elements, or he would, before that would happen, he would realize his, his mistake in abandoning his, 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 heritage, his, yeah. his heritage, his people, mm-hmm. and go back to the camp. He said, but instead of going back to his parents' camp, or tent, rather, uh, lodge, they call it, instead of going back to his parents' lodge, which, is, which was a teepee, He'd build his own teepee, and they'd encourage him. He'd take a stand, and he'd, he'd find a wife and venture forth in the world with his family and with his tribal clan, but also on his own two feet. And so Tiny Man encouraged me, take a stand. you got to take a stand. First and foremost, stand on your own two feet and embrace your own heritage. He said to me, Every white person who comes here to the reservation wants, wants a prayer pipe. I know you want a prayer pipe. Oh. And I say, no, I don't. I don't. Wasn't well, a cool thing. Other people want other kind of pipes. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Smoking. <laughs> so I say, yeah. well, it was, it was, they would smoke, smoke tobacco yeah. and kitty knick. Uh-huh. And, and I said, no, I don't. He said, no, 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 you do. Be honest. <laughs> but I have to tell you something. The Jewish people, they have 
something, he said, I'm sure the Jewish people have something equivalent to what we ha use as a prayer pipe. You've got to find out what it is and start doing it. I found out it's tefillin, binding myself to the Abishter, binding myself to the Boreolim, to the one above. Wow. Every day we bind ourselves. Except I'm sure it wasn't yeah. just like you. As he said those words, and off you went to fill it. No, no, no. It was it was a journey. I yeah. I, I I I called my dad and told him I want yeah. to fill in. And uh, yeah. well, there, there was a conservative rabbi that would come once a month on a fishing. He was a an avid fisherman, and he would come once a month on a on a fishing exhibition, on a fishing expedition. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, and we, we all became friends. There's not a lot of Jews in Montana, so we all became friends. Yes. And one, one day I said to him, you know, I really want to experience an authentic Shabbos. Mm -hmm. And I want, to, I want to learn authentic Torah. And he told me... Did you look more like uh, one of the... I had a long ponytail. Yeah. A long ponytail. I was wearing. I just started wearing a kippah. It was like a yeah. big, colorful, knitted kippah. When I came to Israel, I also had a long ponytail, yeah. and I had a big one of those big bukharim, you know, yeah, knitted yeah. ones, and I had earrings and everything. Exactly. It wasn't obviously dressed like this. I had like muscles, and you know, it was right. sleeveless top. Right. I was wearing tie-dyed yeah. shirts and stuff, yeah. and Grateful Dead shirts, and yeah, that was my. I was yeah. a bit hippie, but not. I was also not as oh, well. I was like, yeah. in the, I was in all the crowds, you know. Yeah, yeah, I was in all the crowds, but I, I, was, I was a hippie. Yeah. I, I guess I still am a hippie in yeah. many ways, but uh, now you're a uh, holy hippie. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> so should we should we get to a little bit of music before we carry on yeah. the rest of the story? Yeah, yeah. Because it's just important that people tend to lose focus after yeah. a certain amount of time, so we really want to hear the sounds. So can you just introduce exactly? Like take one thing and just tell us a little bit about it, and then play some of it, and then we'll carry on a bit more your story, and then yeah, and yeah. and also hopefully cover some other things that people asked as well. Because one of the questions was music and healing. How does that work? I mean, I think that's the right kind of question for this class. So yeah. whoever asked that, good job. Yeah. So I'll, I'm just going to yeah. say quickly, just by 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 way of introduction. Yeah. Hashem created the world. God created the world. He spoke and the world came into being. And He speaks continually. In every moment, the world continues to exist because God continually speaks the world into being. And that speech goes through contractions and contractions and contractions. And all the contractions can be viewed as vibrational. They're all vibrational until, until things become solid, until uh, something that looks like a, a mallet, a gong mallet, becomes a gong mallet. And so our cells, from a molecular level to uh, an atomic level, are all vibrating. So when we hear sound, the sound, more than just hearing with our, our ears, the sound is actually penetrating our, our cells and reorganizing our cells on a very, very mm, fundamental level. And, and actually re, recalibrating us, grounding us, centering us in a way that really drugs and medications just don't do. There's not a lot of money to be made for pharmaceutical industries in a Tibetan singing bowl. If there was, everyone would be having a Tibetan singing bowl on their, on their, on their table. Is. Can you show this us? Is, yes, so this is a Tibetan singing bowl. Yeah. And I'm going to show you the larger one. 
So you got so, that in Tibet? Well, no, this is actually made in India by the German gang manufacturer, Meinl. Wow. And uh, I like it because when you're buying, well, for, 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 for two reasons I like it. One is practical, one is spiritual. The practical reason is because it's made by the Meinl company, there's a lot of supervision and oversight in terms of quality, as opposed to buying it from who knows where, who knows what you're getting. Could be great, could sound awful. Second reason is because there is a lot of, in a lot of these places that a lot of these instruments come from, there is a lot of idol worship. And I don't want to play an instrument that was used in any way, shape, or form. So you bought for this idol new, completely. So I bought this completely new by a German company that isn't, isn't, it's just, they're not messing around. They're a professional company. And, uh, they're efficient. They're, 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 they're efficient. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, so let me, let me, show you how this sounds with a few different types of mallets. So we have this mallet. It's gonna make a very gentle sound. I'm gonna use this mallet. This is a wooden mallet with a piece of goat hide wrapped around it. Produces a very nice sound as well. More of a clang. Oh. Just feel the vibration. Do you feel the vibration? another way to play these and that is to make it sing to make it hum meditation just listening to the sound we all have hums inside of our bodies our minds our brains are constantly humming with electrical impulses our bodies constantly humming with electrical impulses the nerves the nervous system is a humming system There's a concept that, that exists in sound called entrainment. And if I'm out of tune with myself, if I'm out of tune with my own inner vibrations, that's when I get sick. That's when disease begins. Dis-ease. But if I play a humming bowl, listen to the sound the entrainment happens that my inner vibrations get entrained to the proper 
humming vibration of the singing bowl. And I can relax and feel grounded. When Avraham gave gifts to his sons by Kitaret, I believe these were probably many of the gifts that Avram gave to those sons who he sent to the East. So I'm just trying to bring those gifts back to the Jewish people because Avram gave those gifts to help the Jewish people. His sons of Ketorot were meant to help us and I'm just trying to reclaim some of those gifts that Avram has given to us. From the American Indians into Judaism, how did you become aware of all these gifts? These sound gifts. I mean, it's beautiful. It really is. How did I become aware? It's um, a good question. Music was always important to me. I always found healing in music. Whether I was listening to the Beatles or Simon and Garfunkel, I always found healing in music but I was not musical I was not musical and I tried playing guitar and I tried playing bass but it just didn't really didn't really flow uh, like our friend Joseph Daniel is a beautiful guitar player it just for some people it comes natural yeah. it didn't flow and I waited for for an instrument and just fairly recently, a couple of years ago, I have uh, I have a son who who needed a refuah, and I got I got an instrument, a very basic pentatonic scale instrument that just makes nice sound whatever way you hit it, and just sort of it it gave tefillah, it gave my voice, it gave my inner being an ability to pray to articulate prayer to Hashem in sound. And prior to that, I was, I was praying three times a day. My Hebrew is not great. I didn't really understand all of the words so well. And there's so much I just wanted to express, and words were just falling short of expressing that. And then when I would just hit an instrument like this, this is the smaller one. This is the smaller one, yeah. yeah. It's just it's just it's a prayer. I'm 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 praying to the Barayolam. I'm expressing myself in prayer to God in a way that I just cannot express myself in words. I, I should have brought my Native American flutes as well. Oh, I would have loved to see Oh, them. I should have brought them as well. Uh, I'll have to come back and yeah. just play Native flute. Yeah. But it's really, it's really, uh, it's, such, it's such a gift to be able to pray and meditate without words. So oftentimes we meditate even, but our meditation is full of words. It's full of words. Just we're verbose in our meditation to the point that we're not even meditating anymore. Yeah. But true. when we just meditate, listening to a very simple sound, and remember, when Eliyahu Anavi, when Elijah the prophet, went out into the midbar, into the wilderness, there was there were great noises. There were right there was there was you know, thunder and and the earth earthquakes and huge noises, and then a still thin sound. And this is where he really, he found his connection to Hashem through 
a small, still sound. Yeah, relate to that. It's beautiful. So from our Navim, our prophets, you know. And we have to tune in our generation. We have to learn how to tune in. And one of the things we hope that the Amunator, when we go away, with all the Bahala, you know, all the Balagan, all the noise that comes when you travel and this and that, the real key is to tune into the ability of spending time with a sadik, a righteous person, yeah. who is in tune with that still who voice is in tune with that. Yeah. and is able to just stop time for a moment and be totally present, like be here now, like focus and live that. And to take us into that realm, you know, the people in Brooklyn, the people in New York, hopefully the people in the UK who are meritorious to bring him, to have that time with a person. Because as much as we try putting stuff online and you see the rabbi speaking and you see the, but it's a whole different level having that in person because then you tap into the authentic voice and and uh, the real person that's within, the soul that's within. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the, the, the role of the tzaddik is to, the, the tzaddik is in touch with that still sound. And through connection to the tzaddik, we become in touch with our own still sound, our inner still sound. And that's, that's what each of us, whether, you know, Jew and non-Jew alike, this isn't just, I know that many people who, who, who listen to, to your show are not Jewish. This isn't exclusive to Jews. And this, this is, is universal. This is universal. This is about humanity coming closer to, to godliness. Godliness, the, the, Jewish, the Jewish people don't have an, a monopoly. Well, that, that was the next question. Oh. Someone wrote, is the world ready for the universal lessons of Amunah, the, the Rav Sholomorosh and the God of Amunah, and all the Rabbonim and staff teach? Yeah. Are we ready as a people, or live, even more important, are we ready as a people to assist in God's mission of being a light unto the nations? Practical tips where to begin. Like, have you got experiences where you were able to go back to those people that touched on you, like Tiny Man or... Or, um, or even like through, you know, an email or yeah. some, have you reconnected with those souls, but now like as a light unto the nation message, even though they've got their light and their message, but they told you to go back to your light. Yeah. They also, in a way, in a deep way, one of the reasons we've spoke about this with a class of Abi Abelo, the nations are upset with us because we're not shining that light. Yeah, yeah. They want that light from us and we're like, well, you're just busy making money or whatever. Yeah. Why aren't you shining your special light that God gave you to share to the world? Yeah. It's a, a very touchy topic for me because I'm very sensitive to this. Because, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's nothing to... We have a job to do. We have a job as Jewish people. So, yeah, I, I try very hard to, to maintain... To maintain... What's the word? Um conversation right to maintain to maintain to, to keep conversations going once i start a conversation i try very hard to, to keep that conversation going so i have professors from university who were so impressed to have a jew in their class and i've tried very hard to just keep every now and then even calling those professors if i'm if i'm going for a walk in the woods and i have some it's quiet and that person comes to mind. Oftentimes, I'll just take out my phone and I'll call them. 
and and I don't preach. I'm not. I'm not a preacher. I no, don't preach. No, we don't. That, that's not what we do. No. But what I do is it's sharing light. We share the light. And and how do I share? If they the tune light? in. They tune in. If they don't, they don't. Exactly. If they yeah. if they tune in, exactly. And I share the light. For instance, I have one professor. I'm not going to mention his name. Um, and uh, he, he never married. Never had children. Um, and I sent him photographs. He, he's not Jewish. I sent him photographs of my of my children, and and with their payas and their kippas and the girls with their with their long Sneut. modest snoot yeah. dresses, and he just loves it. He loves it. He adores it. Uh, I'm I'm in a twelve step program as well, and a lot of uh, a lot of the. I'm one of the few Jewish people in this twelve in this particular twelve step program, and I send pictures of my kids to 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 the people and yeah. my friends in the in this fellowship, and they just love it. They love to see the payas yeah. of these of the small of the small boys and the the modesty of the girls. So it's just sharing the light. Well, I'm happy you were open about the fact you're connected with the twelve step world because that's something we've brought here many times um, and discussed it. We've recently, a few weeks ago, we had a member from the AZ House. I don't know if you've heard of it, the AZ House Jerusalem. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. So we're wow. doing a concert with them. Uh, I've helped Nissan Black. Nissan Black. Uh, yeah. I've helped organize it. Uh, Nissan Black and um, DJ Hudaquis has also been a oh. guest in our, both of them have been guests in our studio. His father's one of my closest friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So they're both going to be performing there with a, a mentalist. And it was a shame you can't come and just calm everything down because generally his energy is very high level energy. Yeah, yeah. But the goal is to support, show support towards the the uh, recovery world because you know we're not obviously charging full price and we're giving them support by being promoting it and bringing our time and energy towards their their program. And also, uh, the one of the main people from them came to our studio and discussed and spoke about his journey and and that was Sam Weisler and. Um, Obviously, Gedalia Fenster, we just posted a class last night and always posting stuff from Gedalia because he gave a class on dealing with uh, um, pain and addiction and cool. in New Deal, New Jersey, and with the Asulin family, who are a famous Bressler family. And he gave it over there, and we just put it up on our site last night. I actually did it like after midnight in my own time. Wow. Nothing to do. No one was paying me for it. I just saw he posted. I'm like, we got to share this, make sure it's on our platforms as well, get it out there even more. And his message of recovery and facing your issues is such an important. And I always find that recovery people are on a different wavelength. They're, they're vibrating at a different level yeah. where they're yeah. tuned in to the real message of life and not this like show because they've already done that before. They've escaped. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people are able to still function and never really expose the show that they're in. Yeah. And therefore, they're not truly real. It's rigorous yeah. honesty. Yeah, that is it. Rigorous honesty. Yeah, that's it. That's the point that really shines forth. And that's something that we want to be connected to in our Muna class. We don't yeah. want to put on a show, you know. In, in fact, I, I, my, 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 my first, my first yeah. time on, on the Blackfeet Reservation, I felt this huge spiritual energy. And I just attributed it to their being American Indians. Years later, when I got introduced to the 12 Steps, I realized, well, a lot of those guys, like Buster Yellow Kidney yeah. and Tiny Man Yellow Kidney, they're working their 12-step fellowships real seriously. Well, and a lot of that spirituality wasn't necessarily 
Blackfeet spirituality. Wow. It was 12-step spirituality. Wow. And I was like, wow, this is... Amazing. Yeah. So it definitely is a global part of the world recovering yeah. from all its addictions. And, and that's another big way that people should have the vessel yeah. to absorb the light. So that when we're talking about the new light, they should have the vessel um, to be able to absorb it. I just want to mention one, uh, one or two things before we get back to the sounds, because I think we're going to spend the rest of the class just exploring all your instruments. I'm just going to announce officially that we haven't yet confirmed, but we will confirm, please God, the 4th of November in Brooklyn till the 6th, 7th, moving to Monty with the Rav of Shalom Arish of November, coming back around the 14th, 15th. And that would be an opportunity you can connect to me, ellie.goldsmith at brezlev.co.il or munalive.com. You can partner there, make meetings with the Rav. Already we've got a few people have already, before we've confirmed, even donated and, and requested their time with the Rav. And that's something which we offer. Um, another point that we want to mention is the UK. Very happy that people have now opened their, their homes and offered hospitality there already without reaching out too much. And that's amazing, and we'll hopefully be able to bring to all these tours of Dain Elgrod, myself as the MC, of Dain Elgrod as the translator, and the Rabbinit to help with all the Svarim and the sons as well to assist with that and uh, do Kabbalah's Kao meetings and also hopefully some very big classes with Gedalia Fence and other surprise guests to be announced. Teaneck reached out, might do something in Teaneck and uh, something in the Carnegie Hall. That's, wow. It's a big announcement if we can make, pull one. that off. They're very special. There's probably a lot of good vibes there from all the excellent music over the years. You know, there's also, I believe there's a vibration in a place. There we've, is. We've had music here, so hopefully that, that vibration is here as well. You know, we've had a lot of guests, musical guests, who we hope to have come again. Um, we hope for future classes, now that the camping season is over, to bring people like Judah Michelle and other wonderful people we haven't given up. And we hope, please God, that there'll be a renewal, that we'll have the full studio team so we don't have to have me busy with the cameras. It will be the full honor that this kind of class, and when you come back next time, maybe we'll have the whole team inside there and the Rav will be here oh, and wow. the full experience. In the meanwhile, this is Double Amuna Tuesday. It's a big strength of showing we're going ahead. I want to thank all of you listening. And now let's just tune in to the rest of the class with Dr. Ben Yamin Klebner. Take us on his journey of sound, sound vibration, sound healing. Sound, what's the name of the website? Sound Soundsymphony.net. Soundsymphony.net. You can check it out. Links below. Let's go off into the vibrations, the healing vibration journey. Cool. So would you like me to explain a little bit more about the instruments? Or instruments just play? and play. Instruments Everything. and play. Both. Okay. Yeah, do both. So I'm going to, gonna. I told you a little bit about about these instruments, the, the Tibetan you. singing bowls. Wow. Now I'm going to tell you about this. This is... Just a nice sound. It's a koshi chime. It's called a koshi chime, and it's it's handmade in in France, uh, in southern France, near the near the mountains in southern France. Mm. And I thought it was from Japan or somewhere. Yeah, it looks it looks with the bamboo, yeah. but yeah, it's a French instrument, and it has little little tines inside the bamboo. Metal tines. Do you think they picked it up on their trips in those uh, in the east? Yeah, uh, th this actually is a really unique instrument. I've, I've studied instruments all over the world, and this is really unique to to southern France. Mm. Yeah, I actually studied music in university. I remember like vaguely going through all the alternative instruments in the world, and you know, it, a lot of the 
Eastern instruments are still discovering. You know, still yeah. so much, and also South American, and there's so much instruments that we're still only touching and starting to learn so about. So many. This the, the, yeah. the, the mountain range. The mountain range is the Pyrenees. Yeah. The, the Pyrenees mountain range. And it's just very soothing. Oh. Is the mic picking that up? Yeah, yeah sure, oh, great. sure. It just sort of changes. We could be very anxious and we start hearing this and it's some sometimes at home when things are getting wild, the kids are getting out of control, I'll pick it up and start playing it for myself. I don't know if it helps the kids to be any calmer, but it helps me as a father and as a husband to be calmer. They say the main person that needs the, the medication nowadays, they're giving all this stuff to kids nowadays, is really the actual parents and teachers. Absolutely. To, so if you can do it without medication, like through sounds and natural resources, probably much better and no side effects. You know? Absolutely. In yeah. fact, a lot of teachers, a lot of school yeah. teachers are starting to have bowls in their classroom like this. Wow. And when the kids are getting a little bit rambunctious, mm. it's hard to get wound up when you hear such a sound. The problem is, like with the Hollywood movie world, it always like showed some Bond villain, like would be the guy <laughs> have these kind of things. And, right. Like, it's always some very like scary person. It's never like someone you'd be like wanting to be <laughs> as a role model. Like the hero was always too busy. You know? Right. So it's good that we can change that. We can change the, the paradigm. We yeah, the can paradigm. change the paradigm. So this is a sea drum. And I don't know if you could see the... I don't know if you could see the little balls, little metal balls inside. And the camera can see these little metal balls. And... And it sounds like the ocean. And our, our, one of our first, the first things we hear, with our ears are one of the first things in the womb to be developed, our sense of hearing. And this sounds like a mother's breathing, or a mother's talking. The sound of the ocean sounds like the breathing and the speech of our mothers when we are inside the womb. So that's one reason they say why it's so relaxing to hear ocean sounds because it, it brings us back in utero to our mother's womb. How did you like, learn to play this? Like, have the sensitivity to A lot of it's just intuitive. You just pick it up and you feel the instrument, and the instrument tells you how it wants to be played. The instrument tells you. If you listen to the instrument, it speaks to you. Tells you how to play it. Not like a guitar. You couldn't do that with a guitar or a violin. No, some people. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's just in that intuitive knowledge of just hearing. And uh, I grew up with a friend of mine. He literally, he never had a lesson, nothing, and he could learn to play any instrument and play it amazingly with his ear and intuition. And he wrote the most unbelievable songs and he never released anything. Wow. We have a few, like, rough copies of it. I have him playing the, uh, I have a song called Sunflower, which I wrote for my wife. I yeah. went into his house one time and recorded it on like an old school, like MP3 thing yeah. or whatever. And uh, he was playing uh, that piano, what's it called? Where it's the Jewels or something? The, I don't know. 
it's like a, it's more like there's a very cool sounding piano like uh, he had one of those at that time and it was so cool just and I still have it. It's on SoundCloud. It's called Sunflower. I've, played, I've shared it a few times. Oh, I'd love you, to hear it. And you see someone who's intuitive with music. It's such a beautiful sound. But it's amazing how someone with such talent it just hasn't been able to share it because the world always, you know, to, to turn it into reality, you always have to monetize it. And He's this not and interested in making a business out of yeah. uh, out of his gifts. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I struggle with that. We were talking yeah. about that before the... Yeah. I struggle with it a lot, just just uh, making a business out of out of the gifts that God gave me, uh, and it's difficult because on one hand I have to I have to earn a living. On the other hand, um, you know it's hard to charge somebody money for a gift that God gave me. But you're healing people. But yeah, I have to I have to keep that in mind. It, yeah. It's it's very and it's they very they show appreciation. And they're they probably show, happy yeah. to pay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. J j just before uh, we we began the interview, I got a phone call from uh, from from a woman who wanted me to come and play for her husband who needs a refuah. Wow. Uh, but I told her I can't. I'm in Jerusalem right now. Well, well ho hopefully we'll better bring you with Ravorish. Hopefully he will have refuah. And um, if he's not had a full refor, at least you can come and do this. While we'll bring him here so one next time, I'll show him, and we'll be able to have you uh, perform for him. and might be able to help with his healing yeah, process. Be nice. I want to stand, okay? Great. I'm stand. So yeah. this this instrument is called. It's a Ukrainian instrument. Ukraine, Estonia, uh, Romania. Russia, and it's called a deva, and it is. I'm not. I'm not really a math person, but it's. Um, uh, it has certain frequencies. Uh, um, I'm. I'm not a math person, so I, I don't even remember the name of the frequencies. But they say that it helps the frequencies actually help to heal viruses. Wow. So it's very and 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 fungus. It helps to wow. to heal viruses and fungal ailments, diseases. So yeah, very powerful. And what's interesting about this specific instrument was I, I purchased it recently from, from Kharkiv, nice. which uh, is one of the towns under bombardment right now. Wow. And what I liked about purchasing this instrument from... from is that anywhere near Uman? It's, it's about, I, I, I'm guessing about six hours yeah ukraine's big yeah. yeah i'm gonna guess about six hours maybe more maybe yeah. eight hours is it near high ditch near where the Banatania, like up north no yeah. it's i've been there special. it's more like three hours from four five hours from kiev yeah but where south west east north south east it's more near odessa then no 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 we're near odessa no it's it's more it's near uh belgrade in russia yeah. Okay. It's right near Belgorod in Russia. So right now they've been bombarded over right, there. Right, right. So they're they're they're. It's the second largest city oh. in in Ukraine. Peace over there. Show and they're being bombarded. God willing, this year, Rosh Hashanah, Uman, yeah. right? It's gonna happen, right? There's gonna there's gonna be peace. There's gonna be peace. Yeah, the Rav's asking everyone to pray for peace and safe travel there. And people people already decided they're going, no matter what. Like, <laughs> Ravorish is saying publicly that people should continue to pray. We read about it last week in the class from the Rav. He wrote out a statement and 
wants everyone to keep praying because it needs a lot of tefillas for safety and not just for the people there and not just the people visiting, but generally globally because we shouldn't have it escalate. We shouldn't have it escalate. Yeah. And and just, you know, coming from a town of bombardment, to have an instrument being made of beauty and peace is um, and healing is just what I love about it. You know, it's... It so beautifully. I mean, even the microphone, everything was going like oh, resonating. Baruch Hashem. And last but not least is the gong. Oh. And the gong is just a remarkable instrument. It's uh, this is uh, the only gong I was able to bring today. You have a lot more. Yeah, I have a lot more. It's from and, China, yeah? Uh, no, from Italy. Oh, Italy. And I, I specifically wanted gongs from Italy. And there's a reason for it. And that reason, that reason, oh, I'm out of the frame, okay. That reason is because when we went into Gullis, when we went into Gullis, a lot of those, those sparks, those natutsas of Kedusha, went out with us. They were taken out by the Romans, and they were brought to Rome. When before that, when Yaakov, and you see that on the arc, you, you see know, that, yeah, of triumph, that big arch, yep, in Rome. I've been there a few times, but before that, when Titus's arch, Yaakov was approaching Asav, oh. he approached with three things he approached with the threat of war, gifts, and tefillah and prayer. And Asav took the gifts that he was given and brought them back with him to Rome. So we have these gifts there. And what are these gifts? They're spiritual gifts. They need something to hold on to, to cling to, something of beauty. So a lot of those gifts, they, they cling onto well, whatever it is, you know. So bringing a, a gong back from Italy, it's like... And I, I'm just making this up, obviously. It's my imagination. But in my imagination, at least, it's my hope that I'm bringing some of those sparks out of Italy, out of the hands of, of the Romans, and back into the hands of Amisrael, where we can use those gifts to heal the Jewish nation and the world as a whole. So that's really... That's really my my yeah. my goal in it. In this, I think is is. Can we hear from it? Yeah. My, my my goal. Yeah, yeah. My, my goal. I'm I'm a, I'm a peace activist. I've always been yeah. a peace activist. And well, then and, you're in the right place because our goal is also unity and amuna, united souls. 
So I want to show you this wonderful little, this wonderful little um, gong mallet. It's a Super Bowl. You don't remember Super Bowls? <laughs> and it's it's a um, a paintbrush. Oh. And I'm going to play it very gently, and hopefully you're going to hear the most wonderful sound. overtones such a, a nice singing fundamental with so many overtones so many different frequencies that unlike any other instrument where you have really one frequency with with the gong you have so many frequencies so now should I play everything together yeah go this is your show now event let's do it Remember everyone, Dr. Benjamin Kleppner can be reached out at symphonysound.net. And uh, thank you for joining amunalive.com on Double Amuna Tuesday as we round off the class with some good vibrations, literally. on your breath if you want, or just focus on the sound. Or maybe put a gentle smile on your lips and focus on the smile while you, while you listen to the sound. Like Ellie, gentle smile.
know where you need to heal. So wherever you need to heal, wherever you need healing, and you know where you need healing, we all know where we need healing, focus on the healing. Listen to the sounds, and the healing can be for you, or the healing can be for somebody else. But focus on the healing. Focus on your healing, or your friend's healing, or focus on peace in the Ukraine. everyone listening agrees this is like another world we have to bring the Dr. Klempner back to our studio and hear more about his story and his wonderful healing you can check him out again on his site thank you for joining our 84th Amuna class we'll see you next week 85th one who's going to be here I'm not anyone I don't know <laughs> we'll find out going with the flow right now especially after a class like this and I'll see you at 3.30 guys thanks for joining and uh, keep sharing Amuna Global thanks for having me here Thank you so much. Welcome to Double Amuna Tuesday. We have the opportunity to go ahead on our 84th Amuna class and get such a simcha joy from being able to continue this journey together, growing in Amuna, and especially on this Tuesday. If you hear a little bit of an echo, it's because we have Dr. Benjamin or Benjamin Klempner in the house. Hello. So our Facebook live feed is also on Instagram as well as please got our edited version, which will one day go live. Uh, we're wait, waiting on our wonderful uh, team to be back from the holiday, thank God. And we are now in the studio with amazing vessels all around me. Uh, we'll call them holy instruments of old, a gong, and I'm sure our guests will do a better introduction. It's going to be exciting to see the, the energy and the music and the sound. That's the focus of healing sound and we're going to go into that together thank you for coming all the way from Tiveria Dr. Klempner and we posted his link below for you guys to reach out and have direct connection to him and benefit from his healing sounds this is all with the recommendation of our good friend and guest many times Yosef Daniel 
Yes, you know, yes, it's Anil, special soul, who's also contributed many times to our class in person, on Zoom and all these different ways, as well as sending uh, one of our other most attended guests, Dov Halperin, who was last week's guest. We're going to go into our double Amuna feedback um, Tuesday vibes, as well as Amuna class QA. We wish Rav Shalom Arish himself would be here in person. We're continuing to pray for Shalom, Rav Shalom Ben Yamna. And we are excited that we have a lot of good news, potentially just, we just need a, one more final confirmation from the team here. And please God, we'll be going on a Muna tour to the US and to the UK. Finally, we had the, the hosting options and we'll announce that a bit more later on in the class. Okay, so let's go into some feedback before we go into our special guest and remind everyone we're dedicating these class to the full healing of the Rav as well as Tila Rivka Bas Masha, Chana Bas Frida, Chana Liba Bas Simcha, and also the elevation of Gedalia's son, Yerachmadinil ben Gedalia, and we hope to be joining his father, his holy father, in the U.S. when we come there and doing a class together, which will be announced at the right time. We're wishing everybody also a good week, a siyam to Menachem to Elul days. We're all so close now, Elul, Rosh Hashanah, can you believe it? Uber Rosh Hashanah, and healthy, energized summer days of Amuna, sharing Amuna Global All, this is our tagline, and we now go into the feedback. Thank you, Shalom, you wrote. Great, Tadaraba, Ari Lesser, be here now. He did a class, a song called about being present. Be here now. So that was a very nice song that we put up. We, and the Rav was smiling there. Someone wrote, groovy greatness, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you for this weekly content. Someone else wrote, it's really inspirational. That descriptive journey of the soul experiencing things for the first time is so beautiful. So I did like a whole class and that was last week's double amuna class um and it was about one of the second part of the class about the soul's journey how what it feels like say for about tshuva which you'll relate to someone who's coming from outside like myself did and experiencing their first shabbos and how the soul yeah. and obviously we all had shabbos growing up but not like the full shabbos we didn't have yeah. shmira shabbos we didn't have the full you know experience of davening and kabbalah shabbos and the whole all the jewels and treasures that shabbos offers of sitting at a table without any you know malachas without any distractions true completely connected into the energy and the what is the soul experience for those first moments the the joy the, the ganadin of shabbos yeah. i'll never forget my yeah. first shabbos but, but, but what's interesting as i try to depict was based on a purim spiel that someone acted out what would the soul feel after imagine like try get into the experience of what the soul was experiencing those moments not just us on a conscious a level cognitive level yeah the actual and i never thought about that yeah before. It it's a nice thought the soul so that's yeah. what someone wrote back they really enjoy that descriptive journey of the soul experiencing things for the first time it was so beautiful thank you that was my previous week's class thank god you can join me everyone 3 30 in my house studio home studio and we'll be going ahead with the new light Got a few more, if you don't mind taking that. A new light, a few more chapters. Thank God this is a special book and we'll keep that teaching going viral, please God. That's the kind of viruses we want and that reminds us we should all be saved from all those viruses, including those who promoted it. And another thing we want to give thank you for Dov Halperin's previous class. Someone wrote, great class, loved all the songs, especially the smile one. Thank you for the reminder. Yes, we all need to smile more. That's something I can work on big time. Let's smile a bit more. Muna's Our Future has been a big deal for not being able and available balance in the early economy in the United States right now. So Ellie, it's true. Can I just interrupt yeah, you sure. for a moment? I just learned a uh, sure. few days ago about smiling. And smiling actually releases endorphins and 
dopamine and serotonin and all these great chemicals that we generally in our society don't have enough of. And smiling releases, reduces blood pressure, slows the heartbeat, does, protects the, the, increases the, um, what's it called? The, the volume up. In, increases, increases yeah. our, um, our resistance to, to disease. Every, so much, just, just a smile. The best medicine is just an ear-to-ear smile. Even if we're faking it, we got to fake it to make it. MS. So I'm really trying to work on it. And the rub always says when it's a shame he's not here, but you, he comes in and he says, Ellie, smile. It's one of the first things he always says to me. Um, he wants me to smile. The tone of the also says a similar thing. The importance of joy. And that's one of the points we're going to discuss in our next class as well. Muna is our future with living with joy. How can we go to Ella with joy? Because Ella, everyone gets a bit nervous, scared, the new year, Yom Adin. But really, it has to be a day of Simcha. So we have to get ourselves into the smile mindset. So thank you for that. Um, so that's what someone's saying with the challenges right now in the current world. That we need these kind of classes. Thank you very much. Rudy's clips are really powerful. Unity focus. Keep sharing and come again. Dear Rav Shiner Shlita, Laser Shiner, we want to give a special thanks to him and also a, a message of comfort. The family, Rav, Rabbana Oresh, on behalf of Chesed, Rabbonim, team staff, and many families of friends would like to honor your dear mother, righteous wife of Harav, Hagon, Ruben Shiner, Zatzal, Ben Rav Shmuel, Yom Tov, Zatzal, Mosa Nefesh, Fatoira, B'nai Toira, including all our trips to America have been a big part and, and the woman experience. Contributors of kindness, so many worthy causes, sending love, thoughts of comfort, prayers to you and your family during this difficult time. Amen. Amen. Okay, so everyone, we should wish the Shiner family comfort and long life. Thank you, Hashem, for what you've given us. We're going to go to our guests, sincere soul and smiling energy. And not only that, we're actually going to hear from him a, a level of connection that we've never heard before in our Amuna class 84. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So let's go to our guest. And you please introduce yourself. Dr. Binyamin Klepner. And uh, what to say, I, I, I was born in Washington, D.C. And was born in Washington, D.C. Grew up uh, for, at the age of four, moved to Teaneck, New Jersey. A lot of people in Teaneck, New Jersey keeping, keeping Shabbos. I was not one of them. My parents didn't 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 tell us about Shabbos. I didn't know, and eventually, just sort of through a spiritual path, uh, my own, really my own spiritual path, wanted something real. And what I what I was witnessing didn't appear to me as real. So I went to I went to Montana to spend some time with the Blackfeet Indians. Wow. And when I got to Montana, the first thing I did, well, I, I signed up for a program that was building um, building playgrounds at local schools uh, throughout the reservation, the, the, the Blackfeet Indian Reservation. And I knew that I needed a mentor, a spiritual guide. So I found somebody on the reservation Buster Yellow Kidney, John Buster Yellow Kidney. He was a Korean war vet who, who for a career, uh, worked for the FBI. Every area, every district has, has, a, has a federal agent. So he was the federal agent in Glacier County. And 
I spent a lot of time with Buster learning about learning about Chesed. It's interesting. This is Chutzel Chesed, <laughs> and and Buster Kindness. Buster Buster was not Jewish. Buster was he was just one of the the Chassidim of the nations of the world. He really was the righteous people. He was of the one world, of the yeah. righteous people of the world, and his door was always open to people. People just came in. People he never saw before. Some people would come for five minutes and just check it out and leave. Some people would stay a few months and really get to know some of the Indian ways. And and that's what I was doing. I stayed I stayed essentially a couple of years. And Buster from the from the star and his son Don, Tiny Man Yellow Kidney. I could, if we had time, I would tell you stories about why his name is Buster and why wow. Tiny Man's name is Tiny Man, and and just all these wonderful stories about the people on the res. What's our, our first thoughts would be correct? Like Buster was a big guy who busted people. Or well, no, his name was Buster. He was Tiny a big guy. Man was he was a big guy. Literally tiny. He had, well, he had these huge, huge hands, huge yeah. fists, and he was trying to break in a horse. Uh, wow. And the horse, it was uh, a young stallion, and it bucked and knocked him, knocked him off. Oh. And he went to the back of the horse, big hands just punched the horse in the rear, wow. and the horse dropped. Wow. And no one saw a man drop a horse like that before, wow. so wow. They, they, they nicknamed him Buster after that. Tiny Man was uh, a, a bit of a wild guy. I'm not going to get into. He, um, he 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 was he was he was he was a, a, a petite fellow, but very very tough, very tough. And so he he earned the name Tiny Man because no one no one on the res saw such a, a small person uh, be able to uh, so powerful. Well, one one of the things we mentioned before the class was the importance of tuning into real people, real, real people. connection. Real authentic content. So, so, so let's go man, then. So yeah. Tiny Man, when I first met him, he said, "You gotta, you gotta go back to your people. You gotta go back to your people." Said that straight away. Straight away. Wow. He said, "He said there's three things you have to know." He said, "He said, know where you're coming from. You're coming from a family. Your mother and father are are, are your are your are your arms and your hands, your brothers wow. and your sisters, they're your legs and your feet. Wow. You can't go through life without family. You need family. Wow. Friends are good, but you need family. He said, uh, know who you are as a, as a person. And who you are as a person, first and foremost, is a Jew. He said he envies the Jewish people. He told me he envies the Jewish people because wherever we go in the world, there's a synagogue and we have this beautiful reservation called the land of Israel and he really encouraged me go back to your own your own tribal leaders he said he said I wish I wish that that I would know who our tribal leaders were 150 years ago you know that King David was one of your tribal leaders yeah. the greatest of all tribal leaders and and, and why are yeah. you wasting your time here with us when when you should be you should be teaching us you yeah. you are a jew you are one of the a, a light to the world yeah being a cohen i'm a descendant from arna cohen yeah. you know that's descendant from levi descendant of yaakov yitzhak avram and it's a clear lineage, lineage that's been protected and looked after and all the different places we've lived and exiled they've always looked after those those facts that come in especially if you stayed within the orthodox or united 
whatever wherever it was you stayed within that realm they they documented everything they documented so, everything so then you get the hands on the on the well, after 120 on your gravestone and it would be all the way back like that wow you know, the bikkhas kohanim that's what Spock he got it from us because he well he was a Cohen also yeah, 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 right. Leonard Cohen uh, Leonard uh, Leonard not Cohen he's uh, also Cohen but Leonard Nimroy yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah live long and prosper uh, yeah yeah <laughs> and so that that so so eventually Tiny Man uh, pushed me pushed me pushed me uh, oh and, and he said and he he also he said that the third thing was was to be to be he didn't say to be a mensch he said to be a man. To take a stand, he said. Back in the in the olden days of the Blackfeet Indians, a young man would want to venture out on his own, and he would stay. He would stay uh, when the when the when the summer camp changed locations to the winter camp. A young man would stay put to hold his ground, and he said either one of three things would happen: either he would he would, well, one of two things would happen. He would he would die of the elements, or he would, before that would happen, he would realize his his mistake in abandoning his 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 heritage, his yeah. his heritage, his people, yeah. and go back to the camp. He said, but instead of going back to his parents' camp, or tent rather. Uh, Lodge, they call it. Instead of going back to his parents' lodge, which is which was a teepee, he'd build his own teepee, and they'd encourage him. He'd take a stand, and he'd, he'd find a wife, and venture forth in the world, with his family and with his tribal clan, but also on his own two feet. And so, tiny man, encouraged me. Take a stand. You got to take a stand first and foremost. Stand on your own two feet. And embrace your own heritage. He said to me, every white person who comes here to the reservation wants, wants a prayer pipe. I know you want a prayer pipe. Wow. And I say, no, I don't. I don't. Wasn't Not, a cool thing. Other people want other kind of pipes. <laughs> right, right, right. Smoking. <laughs> so I say, yeah. well, it was, it was, they would smoke, smoke tobacco yeah. and kitty knick. Uh -huh. And and I said no, I don't. He said no, no, no. You do. Be honest. <laughs> but I have to tell you something. The Jewish people, they have something. He said, I'm sure the Jewish people have something equivalent to what we ha use as a prayer pipe. You got to find out what it is, and start doing it. I found out. It's tefillin, binding myself to the Abishter, binding myself to the Boreolim, to the One Above. Well, every day we bind ourselves. Separate I'm sure it wasn't you know? just like you. As he said those words, and off you went to fill it. No, no, whole... no. It was a, it was a journey. I, yeah. I I I I called my dad and told him I wanted yeah. to fill in. And uh, yeah. well, there was a conservative rabbi that would come once a month on a fishing. He was a an avid fisherman, and he would come once a month on a on a fishing exhibition. On yeah. a fishing expedition, yeah, yeah. and uh, and. He, we, we all became friends. There's not a lot of Jews in Montana, so we all became friends. Right. And one one day I said to him, you know, I really want to experience an authentic Shabbos. Wow. And I want to I want to learn authentic Torah. And he told me... Did you look more like uh, one of the... I had a long ponytail. 
Yeah. A long ponytail. I was wearing, I just started wearing a kippah. It was like yeah. a big, colorful, knitted kippah. When I came to Israel, I also had a long ponytail. Yeah. And I had a big, one of those big Bukharim, you know, yeah, knitted yeah. ones. And I had earrings and everything. Exactly. And it wasn't obviously dressed like this. I had like muscles and, you know, it was right. sleeveless top. Right. I was wearing tie-dyed yeah. shirts and stuff. Yeah. And Grateful Dead shirts. And yeah, that was my... I was uh, a bit hippie, but not. I was also not as oh, well. I was, like yeah. in the, I was in all the crowds. You know? Yeah, yeah. I was in all the crowds, but I was, all the I was a hippie. Yeah. I, I guess I still am a hippie in yeah. many ways, but... Uh, now you're a uh, holy hippie. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> so should we, should we get to a little bit of music before we carry on yeah. the rest of the story? Yeah, yeah. Because it's just important that people tend to lose focus after yeah. a certain amount of time. So... We really want to hear the sounds. So can you just introduce exactly, like take one thing and just tell us a little bit about it and then play some of it and then we'll carry on a bit more your story and then yeah, and yeah. and also hopefully cover some other things that people asked as well. Because one of the questions was music and healing. How does that work? I mean, I think that's the right kind of question for this class. So yeah. whoever asked that, good job. Yeah. So I'm just going to yeah. say quickly, just by, by, by way of introduction. Yeah. Hashem created the world. God created the world. He spoke and the world came into being. And He speaks continually. In every moment, the world continues to exist because God continually speaks the world into being. And that speech goes through contractions and contractions and contractions. And all the contractions can be viewed as vibrational. They're all vibrational. Until, until things become solid. Until uh, something that looks like... Uh, a mallet, the gang mallet, becomes a gang mallet. And so our cells, from a molecular level to uh, an atomic level, are all vibrating. So when we hear sound, the sound, more than just hearing with our, our ears, the sound is actually penetrating our, our cells and reorganizing our cells on a very, very mm, fundamental level. And, and actually re, recalibrating us, grounding us, centering us in a way that really drugs and medications just don't do. There's not a lot of money to be made for pharmaceutical industries in a Tibetan singing bowl. If there was, everyone would be having a Tibetan singing bowl on their, on their, is that on what their that table. Is? Can you show this us? Is, yes. So this is a Tibetan singing bowl. Yeah. And I'm going to show you the larger one. So you got that in Tibet? Well, no, this is actually made in India by the German gang manufacturer, Meinl. Wow. And uh, I like it because when you're buying, well, for, 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 for two reasons I like it. One is practical, one is spiritual. The practical reason is because it's made by the Meinl company, there's a lot of supervision and oversight in terms of quality, as opposed to buying it from who knows where, who knows what you're getting could be great, could sound awful. Second reason is because there is a lot of, in a lot of these places that a lot of these instruments come from, there is a lot of idol worship. And I don't want to play an instrument that was used in any way, shape, or form. So you bought this new worship. completely. So I bought this completely new by a German company that isn't, isn't, it's just, they're not messing around. They're a professional company. And uh, they're efficient. They're they're they're, they're efficient. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, so let me let me show you how this sounds with a few different types of mallets. 
So we have this mallet. It's going to make a very gentle sound. This mallet. This is a wooden mallet with a piece of goat hide wrapped around it. Produces a very nice sound as well. More of a clang. There's just feel the vibration. Do you feel the vibration? Mm. Now there's another way to play these, and that is to make it sing, to make it hum. meditation, just listening to the sound. We all have hums inside of our bodies, our minds. Our brains are constantly humming with electrical impulses. Our bodies constantly humming with electrical impulses. The nerves, the nervous system is a humming system. a concept that that exists in sound called entrainment and if I'm out of tune with myself if I'm out of tune with my own inner vibrations that's when I get sick that's when disease begins dis-ease but if I play a humming bowl listen to the sound, the entrainment happens that my inner vibrations get entrained to the proper humming vibration of the singing bowl. And I can relax and feel grounded. When Avraham gave gifts to his sons by Kitaret, I believe these were probably many of the gifts that Avram gave to those sons who he sent to the east. So I'm just trying to bring those gifts back to the Jewish people. Because Avram gave those gifts to help the Jewish people. His sons of Ketorot were meant to help us. And I'm just trying to reclaim some of those gifts that Avram has given to us. From the American Indians into Judaism, how did you become aware of all these gifts? These sound gifts. I mean, it's beautiful. It really is. How did I become aware? It's um, a good question. Music was always important to me. I always found healing in music. Whether I was listening to the Beatles or 
Simon and Garfunkel, I always found healing in music. But I was not musical. I was not musical. And I tried playing guitar and I tried playing bass, but it just didn't really, didn't really flow. Uh, like, our friend Joseph Daniel is a beautiful guitar player. It just, for some people, it comes natural. Yeah. It didn't flow. And I waited for for an instrument. And just fairly recently, a couple of years ago, I, I have uh, I have a son who who needed a refua, and I got I got an instrument, a very basic pentatonic scaled instrument that just makes nice sound whatever way you hit it, and just sort of it it gave tefila, it gave my voice. It gave my inner being an ability to pray, to articulate prayer to Hashem in sound. And prior to that, I was I was praying three times a day. My Hebrew is not great. I didn't really understand all of the words so well. And there's so much I just wanted to express, and words were just falling short of expressing that. And then when I would just hit an instrument like this. This is the smaller. Okay. This is the smaller one, yeah. It's just, it's just, it's a prayer. I'm, I'm, I'm praying to the Boreolium. I'm expressing myself in prayer to God in a way that I just cannot express myself in words. I, I should have brought my Native American flutes as well. Oh, I would have loved to see Oh, it. I should have brought them as well. Uh, I'll have to come back and yeah. just play native flute. Yeah. But it's really, it's really, uh, it's such, it's such a gift to be able to pray and meditate without words. So oftentimes we meditate even, but our meditation is full of words. It's full of words. Just we're verbose in our meditation to the point that we're not even meditating anymore. Yeah. But true. when we just meditate, listening to a very simple sound, and remember. When Eliyahu Anavi, when Elijah the prophet, went out into the midbar, into the wilderness, there were there were great noises. There were right there was there was thunder and and the earth earthquakes and huge noises and then a still thin sound, and this is where he really he found his connection to Hashem through a small still sound yeah relate to me it's beautiful it's, uh, from our navim our prophets yeah. and we have to tune in our generation we have to learn how to tune in and one of the things we hope that the immunator when we go away with all the bahala you know all the balagan all the noise that comes when you travel and this and that the real key is to tune into the ability of spending time with a sadic a righteous person who is in tune with that still who voice is in tune with that. Yeah. and is able to just stop time for a moment and be totally present like be here now like focus and live that and to take us into that realm you know the people in brooklyn the people in new york hopefully the people in the uk who are meritorious to bring him to have that time with a person because as much as we try putting stuff online and you see the rabbi speaking and you see the but it's a whole different level having that in person because then you tap into the authentic voice and and uh, the real person that's within, the soul that's within. Yeah, the yeah. Soul level. 
You know, the 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 role of the tzaddik is to the, the tzaddik is in touch with that still sound, and through connection to the tzaddik, we become in touch with our own still sound, our inner still sound, and that's that's what each of us, whether you know Jew and non-Jew alike, this isn't just. I know that many people who, who listen to, to your show are not Jewish. This isn't exclusive to Jews. And this, this is, is universal. This is universal. This is about humanity coming closer to to godliness. Godliness, the, the, Jewish, the Jewish people don't have an, a monopoly. Well, that, that was the next question. Oh. Someone wrote, is the world ready for the universal lessons of Amuna, that the Rav Shalom Arash and the Garden of Amuna and all the Rabbonim and staff teach? Are we ready as a people or live, even more important, are we ready as a people to assist in God's mission of being a light unto the nations? Practical tips where to begin. Like, have you got experiences where you were able to go back to those people that touched on you, like Tiny Man, or, or, um, or even like through, you know, an email or yeah. some? Have you reconnected with those souls, but now like as a light unto the nation message? Even though they've got their light and their message, but they told you to go back to your light. Yeah. They also, in a way, in a deep way. One of the reasons we spoke about this with a class of Aviabolo, the nations are upset with us because we're not shining that light. Yeah, yeah. They want that light from us, and we're like, well, you're just busy making money or whatever. Yeah. Why aren't you shining your special light that God gave you to share to the world? Yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. very touchy topic for me because I'm very sensitive to this. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's nothing to... We have a job to do. We have a job as Jewish people, so yeah, I I try very hard to to maintain to maintain what's the word um, conversation, right? To maintain to maintain to, to keep conversations going. Once I start a conversation, I try very hard to, to keep that conversation going. So I have professors from university who were so impressed to have a Jew in their class. And I've tried very hard to just keep, every now and then even calling those professors. If I'm, if I'm going for a walk in the woods and I have some, it's quiet, and that person comes to mind, oftentimes I'll just take out my phone and I'll call them. And and I don't preach. I'm not. I'm not a preacher. I no. don't preach. No, we don't. That, that's not what we do. No. But what I do is it's sharing light. We share the light. And and how do I share? If they the tune light? in. They tune in. If they don't, they don't. Exactly. If they mm. if they tune in, exactly. And I share the light. For instance, I have one professor. I'm not going to mention his name. Um, and uh, he, he never married. Never had children. Um, and I sent him photographs. He, he's not Jewish. I sent him photographs of my of my children. And and with their payas and their kippas and the girls with their with their long Sneut, modest yeah. snoot dresses and he just loves it. He loves it. He adores it. Uh, I'm, I'm in a 12-step program as well, and a lot of a lot of the I'm one of the few Jewish people in this 12 in this particular 12-step program, and. I send pictures of my kids to 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 the people and yeah. my friends in the in this fellowship, and they just love it. They love to see the payas yeah. of these of the small of the small boys and the the modesty of the girls. So it's just sharing the light. Well, I'm happy you were open about the fact you're connected with the twelve step world because that's something we've 
brought here many times um, and discussed it. We've recently, a few weeks ago, we had a member from the AZ House. I don't know if you've heard of it, the AZ House Jerusalem. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. So we're wow. doing a concert with them. Uh, I've helped Nissan Black. Nissan is, uh, Black. Uh, yeah. I've helped organize it. Uh, Nissan Black and um, DJ Hudaquist has also been a oh. guest in our, both of them have been guests in our studio. His father's one of my closest friends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they're both going to be performing there with a, a mentalist. And it was a shame you can't come and just calm everything down because generally his energy is very high level energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the goal is to support, show support towards the, the uh, recovery world because, you know, we're not obviously charging full price and we're giving them support by being, promoting it and bringing our time and energy towards their, their program. And also uh, the, their, one of the main people from them came to our studio and discussed and spoke about his journey. And, and that was Sam Weisler. And um, obviously Gedalia Fenster, we just posted a class last night and always posting stuff from Gedalia because he gave a class on dealing with uh, um, pain and addiction and cool. in New Deal, New Jersey, and with the Asulin family, who are a famous Bressler family. And he gave up over there, and we just put it up on our site last night. I actually did it like after midnight in my own time. Wow. Nothing to do. No one was paying me for it. I just saw he posted. I'm like, we got to share this, make sure it's on our platforms as well, get it out there even more. And his message of recovery and facing your issues is such an important. And I always find the recovery people are on a different wavelength. They're, they're vibrating at a different level yeah. where they're yeah. tuned in to the real message of life and not this like, show because they've already done that before they've escaped yeah. whereas a lot of people are able to still function and never really expose the show that they're in yeah and therefore they're not truly real rigorous yeah. honesty yeah that is it rigorous honesty yeah that's it that's the point that really shines forth and that's something that we want to be connected to in our Muna class we don't yeah. want to put on the show you know in, in fact I, I my 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 first you know, my first time on the, on the Blackfeet Reservation, I felt this huge spiritual energy. And I just attributed it to their being American Indians. Years later, when I got introduced to the 12 Steps, I realized, well, a lot of those guys like Buster Yellow Kidney yeah. and Tiny Man Yellow Kidney, they're working their 12-step fellowships real seriously. Well, and a lot of that spirituality wasn't necessarily Blackfeet spirituality. Well... It was 12-step spirituality. Wow. And I was like, wow, this is... Amazing. Yeah. So it definitely is a global part of the world recovering from all its addictions. And, and that's another big way that people should have the vessel yeah. to absorb the light. So that when we're talking about the new light, they should have the vessel um, to be able to absorb it. I just want to mention one, uh, one or two things before we get back to the sounds, because I think we're going to spend the rest of the class just exploring all your instruments. I'm just going to announce officially that we haven't yet confirmed, but we will confirm, please God, the 4th November in Brooklyn till the 6th, 7th, moving to Monsey with the Rav, with Shalom Morish of November, coming back around the 14th, 15th. And that would be an opportunity. You can connect to me, ellie.goldsmith at brezza.co.il or munalive.com. You can partner there, make meetings with the Rav. Already we've got a few people have already, before we've confirmed, even donated and, and requested their time with the Rav. And that's something which we offer. Um, another point that we want to mention is the UK. Very happy that people have now opened their, their homes and offered hospitality there already without reaching out too much. And that's amazing. And we'll hopefully be able to bring to all these tours of Dain Elgrod, myself as the MC, of Dain Elgrod as the translator and the rabbinite to help with all the svarim and the sons as well. 
to assist with that and uh, do Kabbalah's cow meetings and also hopefully some very big classes with Gedalia Fence and other surprise guests to be announced. Teaneck reached out, might do something in Teaneck and uh, something in the Carnegie Hall. That's, wow. It's a big announcement if we can make, pull one. that off. They were very special. There's probably a lot of good vibes there from all the excellent music over the years. You know, there's also, I believe there's a vibration in a place. There is. We've had music here, so hopefully that, that vibration is here as well. You know, we've had a lot of guests, musical guests, who we hope to have come again. Um, we hope for future classes, now that the camping season is over, to bring people like Judah Michelle and other wonderful people. We haven't given up. And we hope, please God, that there'll be a renewal, that we'll have the full studio team so we don't have to have me busy with the cameras. It will be the full honor that this kind of class and when you come back next time, maybe we'll have the whole team inside there and the rub will be here and the full experience. In the meanwhile, this is Double Amuna Tuesday. It's a big strength of showing we're going ahead. I want to thank all of you listening. And now let's just tune in to the rest of the class with Dr. Ben Yamin Klebner. Take us on his journey of sound, sound vibration, sound healing. Sound, sound what's the name of the website sound sound symphony.net you can check it out links below let's go off into the vibrations the healing vibration journey cool so would you like me to explain a little bit more about the instruments or instruments play? and play everything and play. Both. okay yeah do both so i'm gonna gonna i told you a little bit about about these instruments the, the that in singing bowls well now i'm gonna tell you about this this is just a nice sound. It's a koshi chime. It's called a koshi chime, and it's it's handmade in in France, uh, in southern France, near the near the mountains in southern France. Yeah. And I thought it was from Japan or something. Yeah, look, look with the bamboo. Yeah. But yeah, it's a French instrument, and it has little little tines inside the bamboo, metal tines. Do you think they picked it up on their trips in those uh, in the east? Yeah, uh, th this actually is a really unique instrument. I've, I've studied instruments all over the world, and this is really unique to to southern France. Yeah, yeah. I actually studied music at university. I remember like vaguely going through all the alternative instruments in the world, and you know, it, a lot of the eastern instruments are still discovering. And there's still yeah. so much, and also South American and there's so much instruments that we're still only touching and starting to learn so about. So many. This, it, the, yeah. the, the mountain range, the mountain range is the Pyrenees. Yeah. The, the Pyrenees mountain range. And it's just very soothing. Oh. Is the mic picking that up? Yeah, yeah sure, sure. It just sort of changes. We could be very anxious, and we start hearing this, and it's. Some sometimes at home when things are getting wild, the kids are getting out of control. I'll pick it up and start playing it for myself. I don't know if it helps the kids to be any calmer, but it helps me as a father and as a husband to be calmer. They say the main person that needs the the medication nowadays, they're giving all this stuff to kids nowadays, is really the actual parents and teachers. Absolutely. Need to, so if you can do it without medication, like through sounds and natural resources probably much better and no side effects yeah. absolutely in yeah. fact a lot of teachers a lot of school yeah. teachers are starting to have bowls in their classroom like this wow. and when the kids are getting a little bit rambunctious wow. it's hard to get wound up 
when you hear such a sound? The problem is like with the mo Hollywood movie world, it always like showed some Bond villain, like would be the guy <laughs> have these kind of things. And right. It's always some very like scary person. It's never like someone you'd be like wanting to be as a role model. Like the hero was always too busy. You know? Right. So it's good that we can change that. We can change narrative. the, the yeah. paradigm. Yeah, the paradigm. The paradigm. So this is a sea drum. I don't know if you could see the little balls, little metal balls inside. And the camera can see these little metal balls. And it sounds like the ocean. And our, our, one of our first, the first things we hear, with our ears are one of the first things in the womb to be developed, our sense of hearing. And this sounds like a mother's breathing, or a mother's talking. The sound of the ocean sounds like the breathing and the speech of our mothers when we are inside the womb. So that's one reason they say why it's so relaxing to hear ocean sounds, because it, it brings us back in utero to our mother's womb. How did you like, learn to play these, like, to have the sensitivity to A lot of it's just intuitive. You just pick it up and you feel the instrument, and the instrument tells you how it wants to be played. The instrument tells you. If you listen to the instrument, it speaks to you. It tells you how to play it. Not like a guitar. You couldn't do that with a guitar or a violin. There are some people. I guess so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's just that yeah. intuitive knowledge of just hearing. And, uh... I grew up with a friend of mine, he literally, he never had a lesson, nothing, and he could learn to play any instrument and play it amazingly with his ear and intuition. And he wrote the most unbelievable songs, and he never released anything. Wow. We have a few, like, rough copies of it. I have him playing the... Uh, I have a song called Sunflower, which I wrote for my wife. I okay. went into his house one time and recorded it on like an old school, like MP3 thing or whatever. And uh, he was playing uh, that piano. What's it called? Where it's the jewels or something? Uh, I don't know. It's like a, it's more like there's a very cool sounding piano. Like uh, he had one of those at that time. And it was so cool. Just, and I still have it. It's on SoundCloud. It's called Sunflower. I've shared it a few times. Well, and, you, and you see someone who's intuitive with music it's such a beautiful sound but it's amazing how someone with such talent it just hasn't been able to share it because the world always you know to to turn it into reality you always have to monetize it and this he's not and that. interested in making a business out of yeah. out of his gifts yeah yeah so i i struggle with that we were talking yeah. about that before the yeah I, I struggle with it a lot just just uh making a business out of out of the gifts that god gave me and it's difficult because on one hand I have to I have to earn a living. On the other hand, um, you know, it's hard to charge somebody money for a gift that God gave me. But you're healing people. But yeah, I have to I have to keep that in mind. It, yeah. It's it's very and it's they very they show appreciation. And They're they probably show, happy yeah. to pay. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. J j just before uh, we, we began the interview, I got a phone call from uh, 
from from a woman who wanted me to come and play for her husband who needs a refuah. Wow. Uh, but I told her I can't come to Jerusalem right now. Well, well ho hopefully we'll better bring you with Ravorish. Hopefully he will have refuah. And um, if he's not had a full refuah, at least you can come and do this. While we'll bring him here so one next time. I'll show him and we'll be able to have you uh, perform for him. I might be able to help with his healing process. Nice. I want to stand, okay? Great. Stand. Please do. So this this instrument is called. It's a Ukrainian instrument. Ukraine, Estonia, uh, Romania. Russia, and it's called a deva, and it is, I'm not, I'm not really a math person, but it's, um, uh, it has certain frequencies, uh, um, I'm, I'm not a math person, so I don't even remember the name of the frequencies, but they say that it helps the frequencies actually help to heal viruses. Wow. So it's very, and, and, and fungus, it helps to, wow. to heal viruses and fungal ailments, diseases. So yeah, very powerful. And what's interesting about this specific instrument was I, I purchased it recently from, from Harkiv, nice. which uh, is one of the towns under bombardment right now. Wow. And what I liked about purchasing this instrument from... from is that anywhere near Uman? It's, it's about, I, I, I'm guessing about six U hours yeah ukraine's big yeah. yeah i'm gonna guess about six hours maybe more maybe yeah. eight hours is it near high ditch near where the Donatania, like up north no yeah. it's i've been there it's more like three hours from four five hours from kiev yeah but where south west east north south east it's more near odessa then no no no, no nowhere near odessa no it's it's more it's near uh belgrade in russia yeah. Okay. It, it's right near Belgorod in Russia. So right now they're being bombarded over right, there. Right, right. So they're, 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 it's the second largest city oh. in, in Ukraine. Peace over there. Shana and they're well. being bombarded. God willing, this year, Rosh Hashanah, Uman, yeah. right? It's going to happen, right? There's going to, there's going to be peace. There's going to be peace. Yeah, the Rav's asking everyone to pray for peace and safe travel there. And pe people already decided they're going no matter what. Like, we're gonna, we gotta pray. The Rav is saying publicly that people should continue to pray. We read about it last week in the class from the Rav. He wrote out a statement and wants everyone to keep praying because it needs a lot of tefillahs for safety and not just for the people there and not just the people visiting, but generally globally because we shouldn't have it escalate. We shouldn't have it escalate. Yeah. And and just you know, coming from a town of bombardment to have an instrument being made of beauty and peace is um and healing is just what i love about it you know it's
decorated so beautifully. I mean, even the microphone, everything was going resonating. Baruch Hashem. Last but not least is the gong. Oh. And the gong is just a remarkable instrument. It's, uh, this is uh, the only gong I was able to bring today. You have a lot more. I have a lot more. From China, yeah? No, from Italy. Oh, Italy. And I, I specifically wanted gongs from Italy. There's a reason for it. And that reason, that reason, oh, I'm out of the frame, okay. That reason is because when we went into Gullis, when we went into Gullis, a lot of those those sparks, those natutas of Kedusha, went out with us. They were taken out by the Romans, and they were brought to Rome. When, before that, when Yaakov... When you see that on the arc. You see you know, that, yeah. Of Triumph, that big arch. Yep. In Rome, I've been there a few times. But before that, when Titus's arch. Yaakov was approaching Asaph, yeah. he approached with three things. He approached with the threat of war, gifts, and tefillah and prayer. And Asaph took the gifts that he was given and brought them back with him to Rome. So we have these gifts there. And what are these gifts? They're spiritual gifts. They need something to hold on to, to cling to, something of beauty. So a lot of those gifts, they, they cling onto well, whatever it is, you know. So bringing a, a gong back from Italy, it's like, and I, I'm just making this up, obviously. It's my imagination. But in my imagination, at least, it's my hope that I'm bringing some of those sparks out of Italy, out of the hands of, of the Romans, and back into the hands of Amisrael, where we can use those gifts to heal the Jewish nation and the world as a whole. So that's really that's really my my yeah. my goal in it, in this. I think is is. Can we hear from yeah. it? Yeah. My, my my goal. Yeah, yeah. My, my goal. I'm 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 a peace activist. I've always been yeah. a peace activist. And well, then you're in the right place because our goal is also unity and Amuna, united souls. So I want to show you this wonderful little, this wonderful little um, gong mallet. It's a Super Bowl. You don't remember Super Bowls? <laughs> and it's it's a um, a paintbrush. Yeah. And I'm gonna play it very gently, and hopefully you're gonna hear the most wonderful sound. fundamental with so many overtones so many different frequencies that unlike any other instrument where you have really one frequency with with the gong you have so many frequencies so now should I play everything together yeah go 
This is your show now. Oh. Event. Let's do it. Remember everyone, Dr. Benjamin Klepner can be reached out at symphonysound.net. And uh, thank you for joining amunalive.com on Double Amuna Tuesday. As we round off the class with some good vibrations, literally. Focus on the sound. So maybe put a gentle smile on your lips and focus on the smile while you while you listen to the sound. So there you gentle smile.
need healing. And you know where you need healing. You all know where you need healing. Focus on the healing. Listen to the sounds. And the healing can be for you, or the healing can be for somebody else. But focus on the healing. on peace in the Ukraine. gone all day but we have to end the class unfortunately oh, it's so relaxing so needed like a different person i'm sure everyone listening agrees this is like another world we'll have to bring the dr klempner back to our studio and hear more about his story and his wonderful healing you can check him out again on his site thank you for joining our 84 pamuna class we'll see you next week 85th one who's going to be here I'm not anyone i don't know We'll find out. Going with the flow right now, especially after a class like this. And I'll see you at 3.30, guys. Thanks for joining and uh, keep sharing Amuna Global. Thanks for having me here. Thank you so much. It means a lot.